Hey, it's Lacey J. And I'm Ben. This, this is Mowage. Hello. Oh my God. I totally like forgot to say hi just then. Did you notice that there was a weird pause? Because I don't know what I thought was going to happen next if I didn't say hi. Anywho's, hello. How you doing, Benjamin? Oh, hunky dory. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. It's fucking December. It is. I'm not really sure how. Um, every year, every year, every year I get older and it just keeps accelerating. Yes. Well, there is uh, science behind that. Yeah. Because new experiences, quote unquote, slow time down. That's why life feels longer when you're younger, because things are new. And if you don't want your life to fly by an old age, then keep trying new things. Totally random, has nothing to do with this episode. But what are we doing today? The couple bubble. We're talking about that, which is the term that we uh, used, excuse me, we learned uh, in therapy. Remember? I do. Yeah. So what is the couple bubble? Basically, it's a, um, it's an idea that when you are a couple or, I don't know, a triad or a foursome or in whatever emotional situation and commitment situation that you are in, uh, the idea is that you face the world together. And if you have problems, you deal with them by yourself or put them on a podcast eventually. Ha, ha, ha. But um, <laughs> you you deal with those things by yourself and you face the world together is essentially the idea. And so you and I were struggling with our couple bubble because of a specific reason and person, I guess. Uh, would you like to talk about that a little bit? Give us some background on uh, what was going on there? Well... I mean, there was, it, it has a lot to do with my family. Um, for a long time, you kind of had this, this view that my family didn't like you. Right. And I kept telling you that and you kept telling me I was crazy. Yeah. And in the, the thing is, is even in the back of my mind, I knew some of it was true. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, um, so many specific things, but I definitely got the, the impression from my, my dad, um, that he was, I don't know, I could just say sort of displeased, mm -hmm. uh, which it, it's all really evident. It was all really evidenced by his behavior. It wasn't really anything he said. Now, you know, we'll learn in some, some other episodes that there were things that he said specifically that really okay. kind of corroborated that. So, but. yes. So what you're talking about is episode 18, which we will tease a little bit at the end here, um, yeah. which is something that you guys really cannot even fucking imagine. Um, yeah. It's, it's, well, actually, <laughs> I can't even imagine it. Let You know what? <laughs> it's pretty grim. We'll give you those uh, details at the end. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, and it, it grew over time. It was over time that I, I had this idea that I wasn't really welcome in your family. Not your mom so much, but your dad and, and your sister does not like me. Uh, because what happened was I, I'm, not, I'm not one to keep my mouth quiet when I see or think that there's something wrong or there's some injustice. I'm going to speak up on it. Uh, and they very much do not appreciate that and we should say that they are um i mean te texas trumpers magas and so that's yeah. part of the reason why we don't get along but um yeah so go go back then sort of to where you were saying like you you kind of knew it but nobody had really said anything to you at that point specifically uh but there were some confrontations right between your dad and i 
Remember one about the Constitution? Yeah, I mean, you know, my, my dad's a very hard-headed guy. I mean, re- reasonably well, well-read, you know, intelligent, mm-hmm. which is sort of one of the reasons why this whole like, you know, MAGA rabbit hole is such a is, is so fucking frustrating for me to see somebody go down that hole knowing that they're they are you know he is an intelligent person he's you know uh but through that and i think a a lot of it it sucks to say but a lot of it does have to do with politics yeah because I, i you know we're at a point right now where politics isn't about um it's no longer about like fiscal policy or that. It's about straight it's up ethics. fucking morality. Yeah, it's your ethics. It's your morality. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you've got people that are that are more than happy to sort of follow up, you know, to be puppets mm-hmm. and to just go down that water slide, mm-hmm. you, know, you know. And so I guess, seeing- you know what? One other thing I, I do want to mention before we go further to kind of set the stage <clears throat> is if if everybody can remember last episode when we talked about uh, the time that you and I crossed each other's boundaries. We did talk, we did mention that your part in that was not being honest about what happened, but instead just compartmentalizing and forgetting and not facing or dealing with the issue. And so that is something I think it's very important to understand as we talk about the progression of what happened here with the boundaries with your father, because you came to a realization at some point, I think in the journey to fix what had happened between us, you started to realize that you didn't just have that behavior with me. It was with everyone and it was with your father and it had been for a very, very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, conflict avoidance. Right. Once again, talk, talk a little bit about just a little history of, just kind of your relationship with your dad and then how it's changed. I mean, regardless of me or with me included or, you know, uh, okay. So my parents got divorced when I was really young. So I lived with my mom and would visit my dad on the weekends. Uh, when we, you know, I was, I was a pretty spazzy child. Like I was just, you know, they would have totally given me ADHD meds when I was, when I was, if I had been born later. Um, right. Cause this was, 80s, early 80s. Yeah. yeah. So I was always a bit high strung and kind of, you know, kind of hard to handle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I went to my dad's on the weekends. So after a time, man, I've got a sister who's four years older than me. And she, by the time I was, you know, going to my dad's uh, every weekend, she wasn't anymore. She was, you know, in high school or in June whatever it was, not senior high, but like ninth and 10th grade, she Mm -hmm. had her own things going on. So it was just me and my dad. And then he was married to somebody that, um, things weren't always good between them. We've talked a little bit about this in previous. Yeah. But I, I guess what I'm asking is more centered around the idea that you weren't always telling him the truth. You weren't telling him who you were or what you wanted you in this, in the same way that you, treated me that way you know when when it became a pitched situation i generally i generally would 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 expose who i really was like Mm -hmm. the whole thing with my aunt well we'll get there in a little bit you know all all (laughs) that stuff happened so like i would i would but i would absorb a lot of it Mm -hmm. and then eventually i would sort of flex when it came to um and and when you know my my dad uh, the older i've gotten the more i realized like there's a lot of bullying behavior yeah which obviously comes from insecurity. Um, and and that's some behavior that you've learned yeah. because you try to bully me sometimes, yeah. but I won't take it because yeah. I also happen to have some issues yeah. about being a, a bully or being forceful. I mean, that's one of the things that you and I have in common yeah. is that we can have this instinct to sort of push people around. Yeah. 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 So, you know, one of the things that that definitely happened with with my dad and I was, you know, we started having, I'd say, rips in our relationship when I was in my probably like late teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. But I, I moved out to the West Coast when I was in my mid 20s. And, you know, I, since I've gotten here, I have definitely um, I've, I definitely moved to the left. I think a lot of people as they get older have a tendency to go right. I've gone the opposite yeah, way. People say that, but I don't, I don't yeah. know if I believe it. Um, and that, you know, given, given how, um, give, given how he's gone down the sort of like, you know, Rush Limbaugh to, you know, that whole rabbit hole, we've gotten, I, I think like, Fox like I, ideologically we have been going 
opposite directions for a really, really long time. Yeah, but he uh, has the idea that I, it's me. I made you yeah. liberal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I went out here, or I came out here, and living in the in the Northwest and having a you know being married to you has has somehow like um, made me into I don't know. He thinks he I, he has to convince himself that it's not me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So you've been brainwashed. I've yeah. been brainwashed because otherwise, so, how how could our relationship have devolved to this point? Yeah. So in. Circling back to the whole idea of the couple bubble and and the boundaries, what was happening over the years is that your dad and others, yeah, were, I mean, they picked on me a lot. They were always at me, yeah, poking at me. Um, couldn't have a conversation without ringing it back around to something political. Yeah, oh, your dad always trying to one up me because I, I dared to have my own opinions basically. And, and you, you weren't doing anything about it. Yeah. You were just letting him treat me that way. And I was telling you, like, your dad doesn't like me. Like, here's, this is, this is, you know, let's talk about a couple incidents. Actually, I do want to bring up the one time, which was, I think you now at, in hindsight, or maybe you enjoyed it at the time, you'll have to tell me, (laughs) but the we're talking about the constitution oh, I issue. I loved it. You did love it. Oh so, my God. Yeah. So like I said, I mean, your dad, it's not like he was only doing this to me. He was doing this stuff to you too, but because he's your dad, it's a little bit of a different situation where I'm there in this new family. And at the time I'm yeah. just, I'm your girlfriend. I'm yeah. not your fiance. I'm not your wife. And I'm having to fit into this family and they're picking on me. It's like, okay, well, if that's the way that your relationships works and you guys take jabs at each other, fine, but stop, like leave me alone. Like, yeah. I don't because we don't have enough history for you to pull this shit. Yeah, that's what it felt like. But yeah. and, and also for me, like I I don't mind taking people down. Go to my page, Zero Shame Forties. I love to rattle the trolls. But when it's your father, it's like how do I how do I remain respectful but also stand up for myself? And you were not standing up for me at all. You were sort of just ignoring it and being like, no, 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 it's fine. He likes you, I swear. So there was one specific incident that you love. And uh, your dad is the kind of guy that literally carries around a copy of the Constitution in his pocket and likes to pretend, you know, that he's patriot or whatever the fuck. Well, I don't even remember how the convert... Always holding up the principles of the founding fathers all the time. Like, that's... Jesus (sighs) Christ, how tedious. Yeah, so I don't know how we got into it, but he... We were talking about the military. Well, I was married to someone in the Navy for seven years. I was an ombudsman. I understand the Navy and the military and that life. I had that perspective. He did not. And I also learned something because my husband, ex-husband, had to learn it in C-school. And that is that the Navy is the only branch of the military that is mandated by the Constitution. And I knew that for a fact because he had to learn it. And he told me and I helped him study. And it's all this stuff that you have to do when you're a new sailor. Anyways, so somehow the military came up and I said that. And I said that that was a fact. And he just rolled his eyes and, you know, oh, stupid Lacey, the liberal thinks she knows everything. And I was like, you you don't want to challenge me on this, Steve. I tried to warn him. I was yeah. like, you're not going to win this. This is something I know for a fact. And he hemmed and hawed. And I was and like, I well, take that fucking put, thing out of your my pocket. Re- put my reading glasses on and pull out my pocket constitution. Yep, and he Jesus did. Christ. And when he got to that point, you could tell, <laughs> you could stopped. tell when he realized I was right. And that, I think, was one of the first moments that he started to hate me (laughs) because he doesn't like to be wrong and i tried to warn him i I was like steve you're not gonna be happy (laughs) when you take that constitution out because i'm fucking telling you right now but that was the kind of relationship that we had he would poke at me he would poke at me he would poke at me and if i got something right then he would just be mad it's, like it's just evidence of how how yeah. fragile do you have to be for something like that because if somebody did that to me like i had something that i thought i was right on and mm-hmm. they and they you know and i had the reference material available and they said no this is actually the way it is and i read it and i'd just be like oh, oh. 
Okay. Hmm, I wonder why I thought that, yeah. you know, like I would be more curious where with him, it, it, it had to be, it had to be an ego thing. Yeah. He couldn't stand it's that not, I was it right. It shouldn't be a fucking ego thing. Yeah. It was also, it was like the time that he was coming at me over Beto O'Rourke and how, you know, Beto's pretending to be yeah. Spanish or whatever. Uh, Meanwhile, he's a Ted Cruz voter. And I was like, his fucking name is Raphael. Yeah. He's pretending to be white. Like, don't come at me with this bullshit. And that was basically our relationship just kind of devolved into him poking at me and yeah. me clapping back. And that and that was it. And it was it's unfortunate because yeah. I just wanted to be his daughter-in-law, and that was not okay. Um I think as you were going through this sort of transformation, you came to this realization on your own. Now, I had been, you know, standing up for myself in private, saying to you, like, don't you, do you understand that your dad does not like me? Like, he's not nice to me. And you didn't want to hear that, but you well, started... He's not really nice to anybody. Well, and I think that's sort I mean, of what I, I told that. myself. Like, he's the person that'll, right. th- that, that'll say, well, you know, I'm an asshole. Yeah. Like, that's an excuse for being a fucking asshole. Yeah. So you you came to me at some point and, and were like, can you, can you do me a favor? You know, you've, you've said that there have been some incidents and, and that reasons why you know my dad doesn't like you. Could you write them down? And you wanted them for some reason. And I was like, okay. And so I did. What was that about? Where, what, what was going on in your head at that point when you came to me and asked me for that? Uh, I mean, it's like anything, I, I guess it's sort of like the, the scientific method. It's like, okay, you know, you have this feeling or you have this hypothesis that my dad doesn't like you provide me some evidence. Yeah. But what I'm saying is you never wanted to hear it before. What changed in you that you said, okay, I'm ready to look at that evidence. Does that make sense? Like we, yeah. like we had been in therapy. We learned about the couple bubble. We learned about you know, being a, a unit. I mean, I felt ashamed. I felt ashamed for not having, like, not standing up for you. Yeah. I felt ashamed that um, I had taken, you know, my my very, very, my very real um, conflict aversion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, always like, hey, with the, we're family no matter what. Like, and this is what I told myself. Like, we're family. You just got to kind of, you got to kind of roll with the punches with family. Like, if they're doing this type of shit, you just got to be like, oh, that's them. Which FYI, we, listeners, you don't. You if don't. your family's toxic, yeah. cut them out of your yeah, life. Yeah, seriously. If your family's toxic, fuck them. Fuck like, <laughs> it is just not, they have them. nothing. Like, it, especially with parents, you don't owe them shit. They right. brought you into this world. So... Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a there's a certain vanity required, I think, to to bring a child into the world and then to expect them to be dutiful and respectful Ugh. in the face of every offense Shut is, is so fucking it's so toxic. So you were coming around to the idea that maybe you had not been in our couple bubble once we learned what the couple bubble was. Yeah. And you came to me and you asked me to write some stuff down. And I did. And we're not going to go through every bullet point, especially because some of them, it's not, they weren't specific instances. It was just sort of the way I was talked down to. And I was constantly explained to how like the world works. Meanwhile, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in my mid to late thirties and it's like, I've, I've developed my own opinions and I was always like being educated, right? Oh, just yeah, being yeah. educated constantly. It was just like, my God, I'm a autonomous person. I have my own opinions. Yeah. But, well, I mean, and they're all that it's a sign of somebody that, that who's, who's, who knows that their their sort of ethos is is very fragile if they're yeah. constantly having to remind you of the way the the world's tail wags. Yeah. So, but one of the big incidents um, where I thought a line was crossed was when your father and his wife we were in Texas and we were staying at their house and they waited until you got in the shower. And then called me downstairs. I was up reading a book in the bedroom. Called me downstairs, sat me down at the dining room table, 
at the end of like a long table. I was at the end and then your father was to my right sitting down and his wife was to my left standing up over me. <laughs> yeah. And she started this conversation by saying to me, we need to have a conversation about who you're friends with on Facebook. <laughs> I'm I'm like 36 at this point. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, what? And they proceed to tell me that it is inappropriate for me to be Facebook friends with your Aunt Barb because yes. Aunt Barb murdered her father and your yeah. father's father. Yeah. Um, so why don't you take over and tell me this story, tell tell the listeners this story and um, just go ahead. Do you, mean, do you mean the story about uh, like the... Minor details. Like, yeah, just cover like what what is, what the fuck were they talking about? Yeah, so um, after my, my grandma died, my grandpa ended up getting sick, which is want to happen. Um, my dad and his brothers lived away. Um, they weren't, they weren't, in Michigan, where my where my grandfather lived, um, the youngest sister from my only grandpa, sister, only sister, youngest only sister, uh, Barb, was up there, and she took care of my grandfather in his last couple of years. Um, you know, there was she she was a caregiver during that time period, right? And after he passed, there was some you know there was some bad some bad blood about. Um, well, it was actually before he passed, there was some bad blood about like where he was going to be living. You know, apparently uh, my dad and his wife or whatever, were going to, we're going to get him into a home down in, uh, down in Dallas, but, but he didn't want to go. Well, he didn't want, as far as I understand, he didn't want to go and he wasn't yeah. physically capable of uh, going. Yeah. Like he would have had to have been on an airplane and that, that might well have like, killed I don't know him. if it would have killed him, but it would have been really fucking unpleasant given yeah. the state he was in. Right. So, um, he ended up staying in Michigan. And then after that, I, you know, I don't really know. I never really got a clear, uh, I never got an answer. I believed. Yeah. From, well, so what they told me in a nutshell was that she murdered him for money. Yeah. And, and I, I, I was, it was always, explained to me that she was suffering from Munchausen by proxy, yeah. which if you suffer from that, you're not doing it for money. So that doesn't even make sense anyway. Yeah. But she suddenly developed Munchausen by proxy, luckily enough to kill him for money, I yeah. guess, was their story. Yeah. And this is what they sat down and told me. Yeah. And, and <laughs> or sat you know, me down. And th me. this story goes back, you know, this is 20 years old at this point. Yeah. And one of the times, as I told you, like when, 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 when pushed far enough, I would stand up. Right. And one of the times I did that was after at you the know, funeral. At the funeral, yeah. we were all at uh, all, all at my aunt's house, and you know they were they would not my uh, my my dad and his his brother would would not deign to talk to her. They would not be in the same room with her. They wouldn't talk to the, to her children. Yeah, and expected everyone else to play that game. Which, by the way, never called the police. No, oh, yeah, no, no. Okay, so no. they've decided that she murdered him, and that. She needed, she and her children, young children, needed to be excommunicated from the family because she murdered him, but yeah. never called the cops. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, I didn't know all of this at the time. Like, no, uh, no, no, no. You so, didn't. No, yeah. And, and you know, all this stuff was happening. And I finally, I had had enough because I was, I was spending time with them most of the trip that I was there. And I felt bad because I was like, why are they being so nasty to her? And her children. So I hung out with them, which made me persona non grata with my immediate family, right? Because I wasn't, I wasn't buying into whatever bullshit drama they wanted to, to dredge up. And essentially, that's what happened here as yeah. well. Is that they they told me this, and I basically told them, I, you know, I was like, well, you know, um, Ben has a relationship with his aunt. She friended me on Facebook, or maybe I friended her. Who the fuck knows? It was so many years ago. But but we're getting to know each other on Facebook, and like, I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not just going to not speak to this woman because you fucking told me to. Because yeah. what the fuck are How you talking fuck about? How dare you even? Yeah. Like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, I'll never forget it. We need to talk to you about your friends on Fitch. <laughs> so we don't have to get any more into that than to say when you asked me for incidents, that was one of them where mm -hmm. I was like, it's just, it's crossing the line. You know, it was yeah. very obvious that they waited for you to get in the shower so they could tell me this without you putting the kibosh on it. Yes. And um, yeah, when I told you that happened, why didn't you confront them at the time? Um, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to rock the fucking boat. Yeah. You can ask me that question about every single one of these instances. And it's always, always going to be that, that answer. Yeah. 
And we explored that in the last episode as yeah. well, how you just, you have a really hard time asserting what it is that you actually want or think. It's more of like, what does everybody else want? And let me just do that so I don't have to deal let with it. Yeah, shit. let me triangulate yeah. what, everyone, what I think everyone else wants. Right. Um, so your avoidance of these types of issues um, led to me feeling like our couple bubble wasn't very strong. And at some point you, um, well, actually, I think I, I think I know what the catalyst was for you asking me that. Now you had been doing, you'd been growing, you'd been working on changing that behavior because that was what led to our conflict. Mm -hmm. So you were already working through some stuff. When something else happened, there was a trigger. <laughs> Do you remember what the trigger was? The email. Yes. Yeah. The email that set it off. Such so what a happened, ridiculous situation. Yeah. So what happened was your father, because he's a boomer, I guess, doesn't know how to turn off notifications in Facebook. So he had my Facebook page set to email him every time I made a post. <laughs> Um, and so I made a post about, God, I can't even remember now. I, I mean, of course it was something political, but instead of going into Facebook and commenting on the post, if he had an opposing view or emailing me, he decided he was going to email you to yeah. tell you why your wife is wrong. Yeah. Um, I did not appreciate that. No. <laughs> I got really fucking pissed and I was actually, it was the last straw for me. I was tired of, not that I didn't give jabs and barbs at them, but they were always in defense of the poking. Uh, and I was tired of that and I wasn't going to pretend anymore yeah. that I was sick of it. And I sent him a nice little email <laughs> telling him um, what I thought of what he had done. Yeah. Say it to me. Yeah. Say it to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, you know, and when I look at it now, again, it's sort of in retrospect, I can see it for what it is. Like sitting there waiting to ambush somebody is all it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, sort of like the way he hunts, you know, I'm just going to sit there and put a feeder yeah. sit in a stand and then I'm going to shoot it when well, it comes to the Well, that's what the poking is about. That's, yeah, what, that's exactly. what the jabs are about. That's like, exactly I, I right. want to get you to say something so then I can go at you. Yep. Yeah. So then, you know, he, he responded to me and was like, okay, fine. Then we can talk about it. And then I just shut it down. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. You lost that privilege. You don't get to speak to me. You lost that privilege when you emailed your son. And I'm sure that that really, really, really made him mad that I cut off access. Um, but that was the catalyst. I do recall it was shortly after that, maybe a few weeks that you came to me and you asked me, okay, like I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to, I'm ready to hear those things. And so. Well, and, and this is funny because right after that happened, when I found out that, um, you know, he, cause he was never on Facebook, that he had been getting emails every time one of us posted yeah. and like a, maybe a day or two after that happened, I got an email from him saying, you know, maybe you should watch out, you know, you, you work for Amazon music. So maybe you should watch out when you're posting something I had posted, like, you know how, if you're listening to a track or something on Spotify or something, you could share it. You mm -hmm. just share it to like Facebook and, um, you know, something had happened. And I think it was some of the, uh, some of the demonstrations that were happening in some of the cities. And I was really like stoked about it. I was glad to see a lot of these things happening. Oh, right. We should say this was the summer of 2020. This was yeah. black lives matter. Yeah. Everything is. And, and yeah, Seattle yeah. was quote unquote burning. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, you know, at the time I was listening to that, the idols album, joy is an act of resistance, which anyone listened to anyone listening to this, listen to the fucking album. It's amazing. But <laughs> I was, I was listening to that album a lot and, you know, and joy as an act of resistance. It was one of those deals where it felt like it was in the spirit of what was happening mm -hmm. right then. So I posted that and I, you know, I had said something about it and he thought because I had said something that maybe was, was politically charged. And because I was referencing Amazon music that somebody from HR might, you know, you, you might oh, want to tell this. Oh, because you posted a link to the song that was hosted on, yeah. on, oh, good Yeah, Lord. exactly. There's some fucking boomer alarm going off here. Yeah. So then I was like, look, nobody's going to say anything. Also, I, I your Facebook is private. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's, you know, like exactly. it's not, it's not, it's not a public exactly. account. So it doesn't, you know, whatever. But then he had to try to go in and like, and sort of like explain to me how, you know, once again, how this could, you know, this could end up ending my career or something. And I was just like, listen, you have no idea what you are talking about. You receive emails when I post something. So clearly <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And I was, I was, a li- you know, I was short with him because I was like, look, you're wasting my time with this. Stop, you know, just focus on your own life. Quit <laughs> so, fucking butting into my life with, yeah, with this then, nonsense. Yeah. So again, circling back to the couple bubble. Yeah. Uh, when this email that kind of set everything off and was the catalyst for you, I guess, sort of ready to accept what had been happening for however many years. Yeah. And you asked me for a list of things and, and the, the thing with your aunt was one of them. Um, and the, the drama they caused at our, our wedding was another big, big one. But, um, you then crafted an email to send to your dad. Yeah. Um, why don't you describe that? We don't, I need, Again, like we don't have to go through yeah. the bullet points, but why don't you describe what the intent uh, and the tone of the email was? Because that's yeah. actually really important. I mean, the intent was to begin a dialogue with him about um, about the strains in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And the, and when the you strains. say our, you mean yours and his, not ours. Well, yours and no, mine. no, you, mine and his and yours, because our life is is conjoined, right? Right. We live, you know, so it was both of us. Mm-hmm. And what it was, now, it wasn't anything, I wasn't really accusatory. Mm-mm. I had, you know, it was in, in many ways a bullet of things he had actually done. And it was probably like nine or ten things that over the last few years that he had done that were um, evidence of this type of behavior. Yeah. Right. It wasn't now, you know, it was, it was strongly worded. I won't, I won't deny that. I read it. It, but, it was, which is why mm-hmm. I mentioned tone because yeah. you, you came on really strong. Uh, but you know, but I, but I also, <laughs> but I, but I tempered it with, with the look, you know, I'm, this is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. There's some, there's some air that needs to be cleared. And I'm going to tell you how these things that you have done, have been impacting us, how it has made us feel. So I wasn't being um, judgmental. Mm-hmm. I was I was stating facts, and I was explaining what the sort of emotional fallout of mm-hmm. these specific things was, and then as a whole, what this sort of arc of behavior suggested, mm-hmm. and how we needed to come to uh, come to a mind about how we should be communicating going forward. Right. And so you were solidifying the walls of the bubble and I think it's more of a membrane. It's a bubble, but (laughs) the membrane of the bubble. And you were trying to explain to your father that there are boundaries with the way that you treat me and the way that you treat my wife and we can be your kids, but there are going to be things that we just are not going to talk about. Yeah. Um, so how did he respond to that? <laughs> um, I mean, there, there, there was something that he sent an email back and it was for lack of a better, and I, these actually might be, this might be verbatim for some of it, but the entire gist of the letter was, I am what I am fucking deal with it. Yeah. And obviously that wasn't, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't know how you, I, I don't know how you deal with that. If you yeah. say to somebody, I'm uncomfortable in this way that you treat me and they basically tell you to fuck off. Yeah. Uh, where do you go from there? Or, or tell you that like, um, and not even, not even saying like any of these things were wrong. This isn't how I see it. More of just saying, we'll chalk it all up to me being an asshole and yeah. I'm not, and I'm not going to change. That's a really interesting the, thing. There was no, there was no defense or explanation of any of the incidents. It was more just like, so yeah. You know, the, the, I'm not, I'm not going to allow this, uh, your, your like liberal mindset to impact me in any way. I am who I am. I'm an asshole. I call it like I see it, you know, that type of thing. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's sort of like, yeah. Well, how, 
so this went on then. Things were sort of contentious after that for several months. Yeah. Um, and you either didn't speak to him or when you did, it was what, like niceties kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about, you know, common interests. We both like shooting. So we were talking about guns and we'd talk, mm-hmm. you know, we'd touch on politics from time to time, but generally I just, you know, if we started to get into it, I would try to sort of like try to steer it another way, sometimes more successful than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but, th- <laughs> but then I, I actually did respond yeah. To his email. Oh, it, oh, right. There was a more than one email that yeah. went back and forth before what we're going yeah. to talk about next. <laughs> yeah. And I and I essentially told him, I was like, look, I am what I am is not sufficient. Yeah. I am what I am is tautology. It's fu- you know, it it is just you're you're stating an obvious, you know, I am what I am. Well, no shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's what you are is the the issue. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, I am what I am. Yeah, we know. What, we know. <laughs> yeah, what you are is not what I'm talking about. It's what you have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the issue. So, um, you know, I sent something back to him that was, again, it was it was strongly worded. I'm not going to deny that. But at this point, I felt like there was no real, there was no effort mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, from his side to 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 add, you know to just. To converse, to converse. Yeah, yeah, there was there was no there real, was no dial no op, op, option for for a dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And then um, how were you? How were you feeling at this point? Because we should say, you know, this is this is over the course of you know weeks, and then months went by before the incident we're going to talk about. I mean, um, and how? What was going on? I think it was only you? a couple of weeks before. Really? Yeah, it it's was. COVID, COVID yeah. has got my brain all fucked up, and I can't remember time anymore. But yeah. um, yeah, how were you feeling at this point? Because it was really kind of, it was not the first time that you had conflict or, or sort of stood up to your dad or drew boundaries, but it was really the first time since adulthood, considering that early 20s is still fairly young, and the first time really since you and I were together and had this couple bubble that we were trying to understand and, was, and navigate. So what what was going through your head at this point? Well, I mean there was there was a there was a kind of a re, nearly a resignation at this point. There was a sadness. Mm-hmm. There was anger. Yeah. Um but but really what I think I felt most of the time was almost a almost a relief that mm-hmm. I was no longer allowing the familial bond, you know, the fact mm. that I am his son, that he is my father. I was no longer letting that hold sway over hmm. the the fact that he was not really honoring anything that I was trying to say. Yeah. The fact that he was avoiding everything and basically um Basically accepting no responsibility for anything that he did. Yeah. And I was not letting him out of it. This, you know, and I, I'd seen it before. I'd seen this type of behavior and I'd seen this sort of arrogance. Um, and so let's say in, in looking at it from the perspective of the, of the bubble, while trying to do what you and I both think is the right thing, which is to have that bubble and yeah. have our private area obviously we share a lot via podcast but we don't share it in real time (laughs) we deal with it before we talk about it um did you feel like you were having to make a sacrifice for that bubble yes absolutely i felt like in in coming to the to the defense of you Mm -hmm. and our relationship it was going to end up being i was gonna have to make a choice it was gonna be well i mean if he refused to acknowledge well, yeah. it, you were going to have to make a choice. Well, and I think I knew it because right? at yeah. this point I said that, you know, one of the things I felt was resignation. Yeah. I knew that I, I kind of knew what was coming. Um, I see. So you made, it was a conscious choice that you said, if I decide that the way I want my relationship to function is to have a bubble, yeah. that it is going to lead to the sacrifice of my relationship with my father. Like you, you... It, yeah, I mean, I can. Or you, I, you knew it was a possibility. I could sum all of this up in, in a very, in a very simple kind of uh, observation. Mm-hmm. 
I was choosing my family. Me. I'm your family. Yes. And is it, (laughs) I don't know how to ask this. Um, I guess, is it, is it worth it? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For, even, for even, in, even in in hindsight, and we haven't yeah. even gotten to the worst you, part of this yet. <laughs> you try and like like you and I butt heads a lot, and I would never say that our you know our relationship is like like a placid harbor. Like, <laughs> like we we definitely we, we we it's a rocky shore. <laughs> it is a rocky shore with a lot of waves, but yeah. Um, at the same time, there's a you know there's a streak of 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 self improvement and yeah. self reflection right. that seemed to be the thing that was absolutely absent mm-hmm. with him yeah and like even you know we can be rocky because we're both fucking hard-headed uh yeah. every time we hit a rock or every time we cause a wave um we've learned something and that's the thing about our relationship is we just keep learning and growing yeah. and so it it tempers the fact that there are so yeah. many waves i guess um and we push each other like yeah. we do not take shit from each other, which is part of where the the waves come because yeah. we we both can be full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And and the fact that we call each other on it and we push each other and like there are certain behaviors where we're just like, I'm not gonna fucking accept that from you anymore. Yeah. And I guess it was like once we once we honed in on those skills and we were able to do that for each other. I guess that was when you turned that on to your father. You put that light on him and said, I'm not taking it anymore. I'm not yeah. going to accept this bullshit no more than I would accept bullshit from my wife. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I would say, you know, some of this, it wasn't necessarily all some sort of realization either. Okay. And I mean, I explain. Well, I mean, there was a, there was sort of a, in, in some ways you, you kind of laid down a gauntlet or laid down the gauntlet where you, you were straight up like, look, yeah, you know, you can, you can choose to, to, you know, try to try to calm everything down all the time and never really take sides on this. But mm-hmm. this is not, you can't sit on a fence in this one, not indefinitely. Yeah. Once I had hit that, that final straw, yeah. when he sent that email to you to, to, you know, basically tell you why, you know, you should get your wife under control. And, yeah. yeah. Um, that, yeah, that was it for me. And you're right. I did. I was like, look, you are either going to make it known that you and I have the same opinions on things. Yeah. Or you're going to leave a big fucking hole in this bubble. Yeah. And and that was how I felt. I was like, I, I felt like I was out here on my own in yeah. this in this rocky, wavy sea trying to navigate the kind of bullshit that he was throwing at us. And, and I wasn't getting any support. And that that's right. That is how I felt. Yeah. And and I did I did say that. Um and yeah, I guess when I when I laid it out that way, you did not disagree yeah. with me. Um, it's it's you know, and it's also I think it's difficult to admit that someone that close to you or the, somebody that was that close to you yeah. has um, has withered that they're not the person you thought they were. Mm-hmm. Whether or not, you know, and, and maybe it's just a, a change in perspective. Maybe he was always that person. Um, and I've talked to other people that I'm, you know, within the family and that are close to the family. And the understanding that I got was he was a bully, always was, going all the way back to high school. He was a bully. Um, so I, I see it now. And I see the fact that I bullied people. Mm-hmm. And it's because it was, it was normal. I thought that's, I thought that's the way you acted. Right, that that was the appropriate way to yeah. interact with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, instead of being empathetic, it was more about being like, um, almost vicious. <clears throat> well, and I think it's gotten worse in the MAGA era. Oh yeah, it's definitely because now, um, now the 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 ideas of personal responsibility is thrown right out the fucking window. Yeah. You know, it's always somebody else. Right. It's always the, you know, the liberals or the, you know, the 
the whatever they call them, the radical left or yeah, the oh, liberal please. elites or, you know, whatever the fuck they want to blame it on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's given, it's given that a platform. Yeah. That, so, yeah, which is ugly. What happened eventually? You kind of can confronted him and was like, you know, no more niceties, no more yeah. little chit chat. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna have an actual phone call, not yeah. any more emails, yeah. but we're gonna talk through this and set boundaries and find a way for us to be a family. Yes. And <laughs> before that could happen, and just so the listeners know, this is gonna be a little teaser. You're not gonna get all the info <laughs> on this, so make sure you're uh, reserved. Benjamin, um, before you could have that conversation, a letter came in the mail. Yeah. A very thick envelope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, you ignored it for a little while. You didn't want to read it. You were like, I'm, I'm afraid that this is yeah. just going to be bad. <laughs> God, that I'm not going to want No letter that long is ever good. Is ever good. Right. So then um, I was out one day doing whatever and you had a zoom therapy appointment yeah and something that i guess she said to you in that uh session made you read the letter what do you remember what it was why you decided to no i really don't i mean mm-hmm. I, you know she i think she's a great therapist and she's um she's very empathetic mm-hmm. and i think I don't, I mean, she didn't implore me to read it or anything. I don't remember exactly what it was, but after I had talked to her, I felt, um, something empowered you to open yeah. it and it had been what, maybe a week that it had sat on your desk. It had been a couple weeks, was I it? think. Okay. Yeah. Well, I came home and you said to me, you had this like look on your face and I'm like, what's up? Well, my, my first impulse was to not tell you. I'm sure it was. Yeah. But as always, I um, have superpowers and can tell when somebody has some secret because I am very in tune to slight changes in behavior. It comes from. It's very true. It comes from being a child of trauma. When you grow up in, in trauma and in chaos, you learn to recognize slight changes in behavior um, because it's a defense. Because if you see that change, then it's like, okay, maybe I need to, you know. Get ready. Get the Something's fuck out coming. of here. Yeah. Yeah. So I have that magic ability as an adult. And so I knew immediately that something was up. And I asked you, and your, I think your exact words were to me. I read the letter and it was worse than I could have ever possibly imagined. Yeah. I don't know if that's it verbatim, but that is definitely the, the thrust of it. Yeah. So... You gave me a few tidbits, which I will not yet share. Yeah. Uh, I heard this thing, that thing, but I have not actually read the letter at this point. I haven't heard the whole thing <laughs> because when you told me it was worse than you could ever imagine and you gave me a couple of those tidbits, instead of running over to dive into the letter, I thought... <laughs> Read it to me on a podcast. Yeah. And let's... Always re- <laughs> always looking for content. <laughs> let's let's record... No, you know what? I just... I wanted a recording of my reaction yeah. to this letter. I just... I thought, let's just fucking do it. So, we are going to. <laughs> and uh, episode 18 will be Ben reading me the letter live for the first time wild and let's just say i will give i will give the gist of the letter um it is a a a declaration of me ruining ben i am i am a villain i i think i think it's i think what we can uh, another way to put it is well you yeah you're the one that read it so go ahead yeah it's a it's a um it's a sort of exercise in victimhood i see and a would-be character assassination Mm -hmm. with a little bit of just off the hinges paranoia in short 
I'm the new Aunt Barb. <laughs> yeah, it's, we are. It's pretty the fucking ugly. We are bad. Okay, so um, I don't think I was accused of murdering anyone, but I haven't read it yet, so we'll see. No, you killed his son. Oh, oh, I see. I yeah. oh, oh boy. Yeah, I metaphorically murdered you. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, this is what we're going to do, guys. It's going to be episode 18. It's coming out right after the new year. So it'll be happy new year and listen to this insanity. Um, and it was definitely, this is not something that was planned when we started recording these episodes. Uh, the boundaries thing was, but the letter was more just like yeah, icing on the content cake, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're looking forward to this more than I am. I'm sure that I am. Well, because I know that I'm not a bad person. So it's like whatever I'm going to hear is just going to be kind of like hilarity. So um, we'll see. Well, we will see. So that's it, guys. This is this episode. Look, uh, the reason that we wanted to talk about it was because we find the couple bubble is a positive thing. It works for us. It keeps us strong. It keeps us in 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 tune with each other. And it allows us to prevent, present a, a unified front to the world, which keeps each other safe yeah. emotionally, yeah. mentally. And um, so we wanted to share that. And, and we wanted to give an example of, you know what? Sometimes it's not going to go well. And sometimes you will have to sacrifice to keep your unit, your bubble. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, if it's two people, three people, four, ten people, I don't know, whatever you guys want to do. But um, it, it's worked for us, and so we thought that we would share it. Yeah. And uh, Choose your family and honor your family. Choose yeah. Honor the family you choose. Yeah, guys, if your family, if your blood family is toxic, it's okay to tell them no, and it's okay to walk away. That's another thing that you should you should know. And I want to say this, you know, when I when I say my family being toxic, not all my family no. is like this is no. this is very much. Um, I mean, there's some there's some weirdness with with multiple folks in my family, but like my mom or whatever things are, you know, she's awesome. So, yeah, uh, yeah, mom, yeah. if you are listening to this, this is not about you. Um, this is about <laughs> this is about the the man that you uh, foolishly married a long time ago. Oh boy, well, not so foolishly because it got me you. Well, they didn't have to get married to have me. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's it for this one. We hope that uh, you take away the lesson that it's it's okay to set boundaries within your relationship and it's okay to set boundaries for your relationship and um, do what's right for you and don't let toxic people bring you down. Fucking A, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Join us in two weeks when you'll get to hear about the time Lacey, that's me, blacked out at a swingers Christmas party. It sounds a lot funnier than it is. <laughs> We're going to tell you that story. And then next month, January 3rd, we read the letter. See you then. Mowage is a Space Bear Media production. Executive produced by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering and original music by the sexiest husband around, Benjamin Trent. You can reach us at spacebear underscore media on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find more of me at Zero Shame 40s on Facebook and TikTok. <laughs>